Welcome to the Sports Pro Podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to another Sports Pro Podcast. My name is Owen Connolly. I'm the editor at large at Sports Pro. Pleasure to be back with you. Uh, hope all is very well in your world. Now, we're getting to a busy, busy period in an altered American sporting calendar for 2020. We're deep into the playoffs in the NBA and the NHL, approaching the business end of things in MLB, and we're getting ready for kickoff in the NFL. Uh, obviously, people have been watching in different ways this year, but the changes are not just temporary and COVID-related. Sports betting is a huge growth market in the US as more and more states liberalise regulations around it and more companies are looking for ways to give fans opportunities to play. We've seen a few major global players move into the space uh, and others from the fantasy sports sector, but it's pretty likely too that we're going to see organisations moving in from other areas of the sports economy. Uh, And one of the first to pivot into sportsbooks is The Score. Based in Canada, they run one of the most popular mobile apps for sports news and scores in North America. Uh, And last year, they branched out into gaming with the launch in New Jersey of The Score Bet. That's now got a license to operate in Colorado ahead of a multi-state rollout across the US. Well, very recently, I spoke to John Levy, who's the founder and chief executive of The Score, uh, about the technical and commercial challenges of building a betting operation from a media company, how they plan to apply what they've learned about personalization and the user experience, uh, the opportunities and the obstacles for sports betting throughout North America and plenty more besides. Uh, that's all to come. Uh, but before we do get to the interview, I wanted to remind everyone, maybe for the last time, maybe, uh, about Sports Pro Live. Uh, it's coming up next week as I'm speaking to you on the 16th and 17th of September. We've got some amazing speakers in store from Wimbledon to Liverpool FC to the NFL and NBA, Twitch, MLB, F1. The list goes on and on and on and on and on because we've got a fascinating late addition to the lineup. Uh, Gary Neville is going to be joining us. Um, he's always got plenty to discuss, as he might because he's one of the most decorated English footballers of all time. He's a very fine TV pundit. And he's also a hotelier, property developer, minority owner of Salford City FC, and a director of Buzz 16 Productions. And he's going to be in conversation with us during Sports Pro Live. Not only that, but the event will have a real wealth of virtual networking activities. Uh, We've got AI matchmaking, topic-specific roundtables, networking huddles, There's a happy hour, direct networking, tech demonstrations, and live in-session chat. You can watch the content as you network too. There's lots of reasons to get involved, so head on over to sportsprolive.com and find out how you can join us. I sincerely hope you do. Right, that's next week, but right now we've got John Levy, so let's take it away. You're listening to the Sports Pro Podcast. John Levy, founder and chief executive of The Score. Welcome to the Sports Pro Podcast. Awesome to be here, Owen. Thanks for having me. I'm very pleased to have you. Um, and I think that's that's the most enthusiastic anyone's been so far <laughs> about being on the podcast, which is great. It's a great, great place to start. Yeah. Um, 
Speaking of which, you know, there's a lot of stuff that that the score is doing this year that um, you're going to be keen to expand upon. And uh, and, and that says a lot about where the North American sports media market is right now. But just to to set us up, you know, I wanted to give you a chance to introduce the score to an international audience and, and, you know, give people an idea of where you're coming from. Well, that's great, Owen, because, you know, I think it actually is really is an important part of the story and uh, why we are where we are today, why we're so confident in um, our success to date and why we expect to be, you know, really take a predominant role, have the score take a predominant role in North America as one of the leaders in in sports betting um, against enormous competition, as I'm, I'm sure you're aware of. And. I, you know, I, you know, I could probably take the whole half hour, which I won't do, just telling you the history. But the bottom line is, it really didn't start when PASPA fell. Um, you know, this is, uh, you know, if you look at our history and the businesses we built and um, how we got to where we are today, it really is just a natural progression. Um, you know, originally it was the cable television industry in, in Canada. That's was my dad was in that business. I grew up in that business. But in the mid '90s, we had a TV network called The Score. And that's where it really started to root because, um, you know, up against stiff competition, we launched this basically digital type TV service, um, you know, with a ticker on it that never went away. And interestingly enough, was the ticker had the odds of the of the sports events of the games on it. And it gravitated towards a younger audience. So, so naturally, as that audience moved into more mobile digital technology, as we were building the media company, this television network. We were one of the first ones to launch uh, mobile sports apps, you know, and, and you know, we, we did that, uh, you know, early, uh, 2007, 2008, early, early on. We were building the TV, but we were also moving towards uh, the sort of digital offering and following our audience with sort of an authentic approach to, to sports and always keeping an eye on the fact that people who love sports and consume sports and are starting to consume sports differently also love to bet on sports. So, you know, this incubating inside this media company was this whole digital offering, which was amazing. And uh, not only was it growing in Canada where the TV network was, but it was growing internationally. I mean, our users were flocking to us from south of the border, basically six, eight to one. So we knew we were really on to something. And uh, after the TV, as the result, the TV network grew, ended up selling it to one of the big MSOs in Canada, Rogers. And then we were one of the only sports media companies that was 100% digital, but never really lost its focus. And in fact, enhanced its focus in providing consumers in the new way they're consuming sports, um, an offering that they loved. And, uh, and, 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 you know, get to the point where, you know, PASPA fell and, you know, we're the second largest uh, sports media app in North America, obviously ESPN's number one and we're number two, PASPA falls. And then, you know, it was a real aha moment for us because then the question was, do we do what most people would have expected us to do, which is just become a super affiliate, lease out this amazing engaged user base um, of, you know, four to five million average monthly users hitting the app 120, 150 times a month. Um, or do we do what was probably the unorthodox approach, which was take the bull by the horns and say, you know, why, you know, we've done all the hard work. We created this content. We created this user base. They love the app. They're engaged. Half of them bet on sports. Why lease it out? Why don't we just take the bull by the horns and become the sports betting operator? And that's what we did. 
Um, and, uh, you know, that was really the big decision that we had to make. And then the hard part was now we had to figure out how we're going to do it. And that led to this whole unique way of providing sports betting as part of an integrated approach to our media asset. We had to get um, access deals, which we did. And, you know, the first one was in, in New Jersey at Monmouth Park. And we launched there last year in front of NFL. And then we did a deal with Penn, which gave us a huge footprint of literally 30% of uh, of uh, the um, uh, base of, uh, of, of uh, people across U.S. Um, you know, and now we're in Colorado, which we just launched in actually yesterday. Very exciting. And all sorts of opportunities. So I guess the long and the short, um, Owen, of the story is this is really just a natural progression for us. And we've always treated sports betting as just a natural way that people love to, con uh, one of the reasons people love to consume sports. And if we're going to offer it, we're not going to treat it as this monolithic thing way out in the boonies. It's really just something inside of our brand, inside of our media app. And uh, we think that's the perfect solution as to, um, as to why people are going to come to us and more importantly, why they're going to stay with us in terms of the betting public. So sorry for the long-winded answer. I really <laughs> tried to keep it short, but um, that's, you know, but for the score media app, we wouldn't be in the betting business I, for as much as I love you know, sports betting and been around it on my whole life. Um, if we didn't have that key asset that gives us the different approach, we, we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't be there. Yeah. I mean, just leaving aside the betting angle for a sec, mm -hmm. or certainly the, the kind of integration and, and the product specifically, right. what had you noticed about how, uh, the consumption of sport on a platform like yours, where it's, you know, it's a lot of news. It's not kind of, it's not live sport, but it's people who are, are, are following sport in a different way. What did, what did you notice um, about the way that that's changed over the last few years that that's partly that's created this opportunity, but also that's, um, that's had an influence on the development of, of the company more generally. So, you know, I, I think our industry is, you know, going through this whole process of disruption, like like the print industry, like the broadcast industry, like the sports industry. Um, you know, I, th I, I think from our perspective, it's really just been a natural progression. And I think the reason that we've been able to do what we've been able to do as an underdog, as a small company, um, is that, you know, we've paid strict attention to the end user. You know, my kids, my grandkids, your kids are not going to consume sports the same way that we did. They're not going to sit in front of a television set for, you know, four hours, eight hours a day. There's, um, you know, it sounds pretty trite, but it's true. And, um, you know, the way people are consuming content generally is entirely different than, than what it was two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. But that doesn't mean that, that, doesn't mean that their passion for sports is any different. Um, so you just have to serve it up in a fashion that makes more sense for, um, for them. And, you know, obviously, you know, everything is mobile. I mean, you, nobody's walking around without communicating, without finding data, without finding information on their phone. And the, the, it's the same, it's the same obviously with sports. So, um, it's really not trying to, to be smarter than the average sports fan. It's just listening to them and try not to impose, like, I'll give you an example. Like when we had the TV network, our guys 
weren't shirt and you know weren't button down shirt and tie guys you know they were guys like you would go to the bar with or would go to a game with and and you know how they dealt with stuff like like betting for you know for example if there's a football game on and a, somebody kicks a field goal and it goes over the you know 18 point spread if you're listening to ESPN or in Canada TSN you know the stiffs there would you know they basically oh that was interesting I'm sure that affects certain people our guys were pulling their hair out because they probably lost a $50 bet. That sort of authenticity and that sort of honesty in terms of relating to what the, the person you're communicating with is resonated. And typically that was a younger audience. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, I think what you're seeing and, and, and it's true in the whole sports world. I mean, look, people are pre COVID, you know, people are struggling to find how to keep people engaged watching you know, watching sports in stadium. Um, how do you keep people engaged, you know, watching a four hour baseball game or a three hour baseball game? Listen, I, you know, I, I think that the, the effort is in just trying to figure out a way that when the consumer gets up and is moving around and doing multiple things simultaneously, that you can provide him with uh, the data, the information and the content that they're, that they're looking for and do it in a way that isn't sort of talking down to them, but it's more about just the engagement and about the, it's about the conversation and just be part of the conversation rather than being the authority. And I think that lends itself perfectly to what we're talking about and gives us the opportunity vis-a-vis -vis sports betting. Um, and it's an entirely different approach to the consumer generally than what most of the other companies are taking, which is just flood the market, put your brand out there, do these big marketing deals, Make sure everybody knows who you are. Don't you can't turn on a hockey game without seeing five different brands on the boards. That's kind of not our approach, and um, our approach is, um, I think, a more sustaining, long-term view of how to uh, keep 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 the sports fan engaged and allow him, not force him, but allow him to uh, to participate in sports betting. Where have you found were the most productive areas for you in in growing the business, given that um, given given that outlet? So it's, you know, it, it, it's a couple of things. Obviously, um, we have this amazing user base. We have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of, of active users in every community all across, um, you know, all across North America. Um, but I think you, the opportunity is, number one, you have to have great technology. You have to build a product that um, is very easy to use and very sensible. Um, and, and that was the whole philosophy of, you know, building a, um, native uh, betting app that integrates perfectly into the uh, you know uh, sports media app. So um, you know, for example, in our app, when you're in Jersey or as of yesterday in Colorado, uh, you know you're on the box score, you're watching a game and the baseball game or whatever it is, and uh, uh, you have the inkling because of the content and the data and the conversations that are going on even in our app in our chat in our chat rooms. That you want to make a bet so you build the bet slip right inside of our of our media app and then when you want to actually place the bet it links out to the to the app to the score bet app um, sort of seamlessly and transparently to you the bet's confirmed and then it comes back into the media app so the opportunity for us is number one to you know utilize this amazing user base that we have continue to um, enhance the trusted relationship with with the brand make it easy, develop amazing product, which uh, not only in terms of the integration of betting into, um, into the media app, but just 
all sorts of stuff, um, uh, you know, payments, uh, uh, having a sort of a multi-state wallet where, you know, we're, we're only in two states right now, but, you know, over the course of the next six months, 12 months, we're going to be in as many states as we can, making it easy people who are moving around to be able to, to use score bet, uh, and again, in a seamless fashion. And that's something that we were working on feverishly during the last four months during COVID, where we were in the very fortunate position because of um, the fact that we were adequately well capitalized to be able to have our engineers continue to work. We didn't have to furlough anybody, no layoffs. So when sports came back and, you know, passionate fans were flocking back into the media app and people were wanting to bet on professional sports, we had a very enhanced product with, uh, uh, with actually much more of an offering than we even had when we entered New Jersey. So, so that was it. I mean, so it's, it's the base, it's the product. And then of course you have to get access. So, you know, we did the deals that we did in Jersey, in, uh, with Penn in Colorado. Uh, we just did an iGaming deal in, in Jersey as well that allow us to layer in, um, um, gaming, iGaming on top of our sports betting sometime over the course of the next year. And you build out these relationships and um, uh, continue to show people the differentiated approach. And so far, people are obviously, in terms of the people that you have to get access through to get licenses, are, are gravitating towards it because it's different. It's, you know, all the other ones are basically the same. They're betting technologies and they're spending a lot of money marketing. And then we show up and say, well, you know, here's a different approach to why a consumer is going to be excited about the score. And it seems to resonate very well. So we're, um, we're excited. We're excited and um, we're on the path. I, you know, I mean, our accomplishments, you know, some, we always look forward, right? Oh my God, we got to get in the next state. We got to keep building. And then, you know, you just take a deep breath for a minute and look back at what we've actually accomplished. And um, you know, it's, it's, it's really quite amazing. And uh, I actually have to keep reminding all our guys who are, are, are you know always still working 14 15 18 hour days you know we we just launched in colorado indiana's coming up next so now we're feverishly making sure everything's ready for indiana you know sometime in the next couple of weeks um and every once in a while you just got to give them a shake saying guys look back for a moment look at what you've accomplished so uh it's very exciting help us spread the word about the sports pro podcast subscribe like and share our content on social Join the conversation on Twitter with the hashtag SportsProPod. And if you're enjoying our work, why not leave us a rating and a nice review on your podcast platform of choice. And if you want to get in touch, you can send us an email, podcast at sportspromedia.com. The SportsPro Podcast, we're listening to. Had you been looking anywhere overseas? Had you, I mean, obviously, betting is a, uh, it's a, it's a new category um, in the US specifically. And it's going to evolve differently because of the state-by-state nature of, of the legislation around it. But had you been looking uh, to Europe, to Australia, to anywhere else where you have both uh, an extensive sports media industry, but also a mature betting market? Had you been looking anywhere like that for models that you could follow? Well, I mean, the first the first um, non-US market that we're primed to, uh, to get into is obviously in Canada. Um, you know, I kept referencing North America, talking about basically in the same breath, U.S. and Canada. But, um, you know, Canada is just about to open up. I would say sometime within the next six to 12 months, we're going to have our passable moment, so to speak. And that's a very, very significant opportunity for us for a number of reasons. Uh, Number one, the market size. Um, You know, if you look at Ontario, where we're based, although, you know, we have offices in New York as well, but 
our, our main uh, head office is in Toronto. And if you look at the size of the, uh, of the, of the population uh, and rank it up to U.S. states, Ontario ranks, I think it, it would be equivalent to the fifth largest state in the U.S. So, you know, everybody's talking about California, Florida, Texas, and I'm not discounting that. We want to get there and we're feverishly working towards trying to, um, you know, when the law permits and regulations are in place for us to be there. But, um, you know, Ontario is huge. All of Canada is very big. There's, you know, there's the West and then there's the East as well. But Ontario in and of itself is, is like the fifth largest state. So, you know, when that opens up, that's going to be a big deal. Um, for us, it's a very um, interesting and exciting opportunity because we, we joke, Owen, about the fact that even though we're the second most popular app in, in the U.S., you know, we're the most used, least known brand in the sports media business in the U.S. In Canada, it's the opposite. We are the, well, it's not the opposite. We're the most known and the most uh, used uh, digital sports media company. And it really is because we had the TV network where we really were able to sort of show people who we are, what we were, and, and build, build the brand. So, you know, when Canada opens up, the business opportunity for us is... Um, is is is, that, is going to be quite huge actually and uh, when we look at our numbers and our projections and we you know we see what sort of market share we're anticipating in each of the states that we launch in um you know it's dramatically uh larger in canada because of who we are and what we are getting back to your original question about do we have our sites internationally on other markets um the you know i think the answer is we want to take a real lead position in North America first and then take our show on the road. Um, you, you know, the, the, the market in the UK, for example, as I'm sure you're familiar with, is, is very competitive. Um, not that it's not here, but it, and it's been around for a long time. And it's a little bit different than what North American sports and sports betting is. The one thing that is consistent on a global basis is um, people's passion for sports and how sports consumption is changing, getting back to what we were talking about earlier. So whether it's in Europe or whether it's in Asia or whether it's in Australia or Central America or South America, um, where people are as crazy about sports and crazy about betting on sports as they are here, um, you want to do it in the same, I think, in the same sort of form and fashion that we're doing here. So um, is it of interest to us? Absolutely. Do we want to take a lead position in North America first? For sure, because um, you know the opportunity is so great here, and it and oh, it's a lot of work. I mean, you know, these things just don't happen overnight, right? I mean, we you know we've spent years and years building the best sports media app. I think better than ESPNs in North America, better than all the other major brands that you talk about. We're now um, you know just in the early days of showing people how good the betting app is, especially in our unique way of being integrated and in, in, uh, integrated into our media. Um, but I think the opportunity that you're talking about is clearly there. I would love to <laughs> attack other markets other than North America. And I think it's going to happen, but we want to spend the next year, two years um, making sure we take the position we think we're going to be able to achieve here. Sure. I mean, the opportunity is one side of it. I guess the thing I was driving at more was whether you looked for inspiration to what companies in, in other markets had done, whether that was betting companies that offer a kind of content content element to their business or whether that or, or, you know, 
are you going to have to approach things differently in in North America anyway, just because of the the different nature of the again? Opinion? I think the only model that comes close to what we were doing was Skybet in the UK. To be quite honest, I think you know they years and years ago, and I'm you're probably familiar with it. I mean, they tried to integrate sports betting into actually the digital set top box in 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 the distribution networks and and provide a seamless sort of approach to it, and it was working there. Um, if you looked at the um, uh, some of the statistics in terms of the um, you know people you know a lot of a lot of like for example one of the things that people experience in North America that we think that is not going to be as prevalent in our particular cases betters hop around from sports betting app to sports betting app because there's no glue holding them together. In our particular case, our media app is the glue that holds them together. There's no reason for anybody. You know, we have a great betting technology with, you know, with our partners and with what we're developing on our own. Um, and there's no reason for them to flip. And, and, and if you're pricing and, and if you provide risk and trading in, a, in, in an appropriate fashion, there's no reason for people to go elsewhere. And that's actually what the experience was with Skybet, where, you know, if people had multiple accounts, maybe they had one and a half or two accounts where if they weren't Skybet betters, they were flipping around from four or five accounts. And over time, that makes a huge difference. So that was a model that um, that was working. And I don't think there's anything else yet that really is developed. There's maybe one or two that we've seen in Europe where they're taking a media first approach and betting second approach. And that would be interesting to us to have perhaps to partner with or to talk to. And we've had some conversations with them, but um, in terms of the big offerings, both on the betting side and on the media side, there are very few that are sort of attacking this whole market the way we are. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, this has come alongside a move from the Toronto Venture Exchange to the Toronto Stock Exchange. You're yep. obviously uh, a company you, you feel like you're on the cusp of, uh, of, of some pretty serious growth. Correct. How big a part of the company is the sports betting side going to be now? Bearing in mind, obviously it's in limited markets, but you know you have that opportunity to to monetize directly, and yeah, um, and it's a, and it's going to be a a market that is is going to be expanding over the next five or ten years, pretty pretty considerably. Well, does the are you now a, a betting company that offers media, or are you a media company that offers betting? Okay, so. There's, there's two ways to answer that question. First and foremost, let me say, we're always going to be a media company that's offering betting. And that's that's really a prime differentiator between us and everybody else. And we think that's the path to success, right? In terms of the business model and the revenue generation, um, you know, as I mentioned at the outset, we've been in this media business for a lot of years. Um, you know, uh, cable business started in the 50s. You know, sold in the late '90s, uh, started TV network in the mid '90s, sold that. Um, you know, seven, eight years ago to Rogers. So, um, and and now we're in 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 this space. Um, you know, I was always very excited about the previous businesses we're in, um, but nothing holds uh, a candle to to this in terms of the size of the opportunity, um, in terms of the breadth of the opportunity, um, and just the sheer market size. Um, and being in the right zone in terms of how you're presenting sports media, uh, which is aligned with how people are going to be consuming it for years to come in, in, in the future. So um, uh, 
uh, yes, we're always going to be uh, a sports media company that include that that ha- that has betting as as an integral part of its business. But from a revenue generation and from what's going to drive this company to be a multi-billion-dollar company at some time in the not too distant future, hopefully, certainly as I would say, um, uh, is the fact that we're involved in in sports betting and in iGaming and other things that may develop as an offshoot to that. But I think we're always going to stay true to the fact that um, first and foremost, we're going to we're we're got to make sure that the sports fan comes first and um, that we're providing him um, the, the comfort uh, and the brand and the, um, and, and the space within which to, to consume sports content and, and make bets. So um, it's, it's a humongous opportunity um, and we're, uh, we're driving as fast as we can, but we want to, again, do it in our way. Um, this doesn't have to be done in three months or six months. There's going to be huge shakeout in this business. And the trick is to do it right and make sure it's sustainable. Um, and, and that's what our goal is. Um, the other side of this, from the particularly from a, a US perspective, is some of the sensitivity that there's going to be around betting, um, you know, as a, a new entry to the market, it's been illegal um, for, for decades in, in almost every state. Um, do you feel like you know how how much room is there from a brand perspective and from uh, a marketing perspective to put the betting product front and center in those states where where you're going to have licenses? You know, is it are you conscious of of not uh, of it being something that you you make betters aware of, but you're not kind of flooding everyone else with? Um, I think you know, I think the I, I think generally people are uh, they're they're moving past the fact that gambling was taboo, um, even though everybody was a lot of people were doing it, even when it was taboo. As you know, the difference between what was happening here and happening in Europe was that it was there was still everybody was and a lot of people were still betting on sports. They were just doing it, quote unquote, legal illegally in black markets or in gray markets. Um, and we we've seen we saw that over the years on our TV network and on our digital app, right? I mean, the the engagement of people before PASPA fell was enormous. People on Sundays and Monday nights and Thursday nights and during the Stanley Cup and during the NBA playoffs. So people have always been betting on sports. So I I, I don't think the stigma is still there. And in fact, by legitimate licensed public companies like ours. Um, who have the wherewithal and have capital behind them, um, you know, I, I, I think it helps to le- legitimize that whole thing. So you, we're, we're not, um, you know, sort of positioning ourselves as a sports media company with has betting inside of it because we think that that's an issue. We're doing it because we think it's the right approach to the, co- the way the consumer wants to consume this stuff. Um, but I don't think there's any st- stigma anymore. In fact, I think it's quite the opposite. I mean, as a result of COVID and, you know, what governments all over the world, you know, in the U.S. and in Canada, you know, have had to spend billions of dollars trying to keep people at work and keep businesses sustained and keep the economy running. You know, now they're coming out the other side and they're saying, how do we replenish these coffers? And there's only a few ways you can do that. One is by taxing people, which governments don't like to do, but others 
you know, in other ways to tapping into existing revenue streams and licensing and taxing them and, and, and have people pay that who are willing to pay it. And, and, you know, we're already seeing that with sports, you know, in the States, for example, a lot of States that were on the bubble now are considering, uh, you know, regulation and licensing sports betting sooner than they otherwise would have. And mm. um, it's the same thing in Canada, right? I mean, it was been talked about for years, but, you know, now there's huge momentum uh, in Canada to, to get this thing up and operating. So, uh, um, you know, I think, I, th- I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's opening up very quickly. Yeah. What kind of conversations does a new company uh, entering the betting market in the U S what, what kind of, um, preparation do you have internally and working with regulators uh, around things like safeguarding and appropriate messaging and appropriate um, marketing outreach and you know the way that you personalize things to not trigger problem gamblers all that kind of stuff what kind of framework is in place at the moment it's it's you know it varies from state to state but you know uh, all the regulators are very conscious of that and um, you know our approach is to work very closely with them um, because, you know, for years while gambling was going, sports betting was going on, they had no control over it, right? If you're betting offshore, um, you know, there was, there, was, there was no way to, to, to try to manage that or to message it in an appropriate fashion. So there are all sorts of rules and regulations on a state-by-state basis that we um, obviously uh, want to adhere to. Because, um, you know, again, the difference here is, is that our reputation's on the line. Um, you know, it's the score. We're a public company. We're licensed in multiple states. Um, any little mistake and stuff happens, obviously. You know, we're on top of before, you know, before the regulator is. We want to make sure we're pristine and clean. And, and, and for us, it's not about, you know, taking money from people and trying to, gra- you know, it's, not, it, 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 it's about performing form of entertainment. And, um, you know, betting will be a big part of our business. But, as I said, it's really just part of, of providing people with the ability to have fun, enjoy sports, bet on sports. And, um, you know, there, there's all sorts of rules and regulations that if we think people are going overboard, um, we have to be on top of it. You know, the, ob- the name of the game is to have people playing within the means that they want to play within and not encourage and not discourage and 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 just have just have people you know and that that's that's a big range there's people who are five dollar betters there's people who are fifty dollar betters there's people who are thousand dollar betters but um you know it's you know we want to make sure that people who are betting uh in the larger amounts are doing it in such a way that um that it's sustainable for them um and uh there's lots of rules and regulations that we have to follow to make sure that's the case what have been the biggest challenges it's interesting the way that you talk about the evolution of this because it sounds not unlike what's been happening inside the major leagues they've been kind of exploring the concept you know ahead of um uh the change of, of regulation and the, the perhaps a um ruling yeah you know they've been exploring it from a data perspective from a a, a capacity and a technical perspective it sounds like there's some kind of correlation between that and what you guys have been doing over the last few years. But what's the biggest technical and technological challenge that you've faced so far? And what is that going to say about your ability to expand this project over the next few years? Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a ton of work, um, and, and especially because we were not just taking the off-the-shelf betting technology that existed um, 
we always had a vision of doing it differently, doing it smart, doing it in an integrated fashion. You know, we probably got 80, 90 engineers, um, product people working around the clock, basically create, create, you know, bringing this vision to life. Um, and, and that, that I'm going to tell you, that was a huge challenge. And, you know, I think you're seeing some of these other companies now that are building betting apps and are having some difficulty, you know, bringing them to market on time. And, and it's because it's not an easy task. So, but as I said, we've been doing it, you know, we've already proved that we can do it by creating the score. It's basically the same teams expanded, obviously, that are, that build the, you know, the, the next gen of that. And, and, you know, I, I, th I think there's really two components to it. One is having the vision to keep updating and creating the product that people love because it's product first. And, and then having the capital and the engineering teams who are capable of bringing, bringing these ideas to life. And, and again, it all stems back to Owen, what I said right off the bat, it's, it's just listening to your consumer and, and, tr you know, figuring out what, you know, what do they want and, and how is it best to present it and don't, don't, and just make it easy, make the interface easy. Um, and, and that's it. Um, you know, and, and don't shovel a whole bunch of stuff that people aren't interested in. Um, and, you know, and, and, you know, huge, you know, you know, there's, there's all sorts of ways that you can attract attention and bring people into your, in, in, into the fold, but people are smart and, and people, um, will gravitate to product and brands that they feel comfortable with and that are fulfilling their needs and that they're having fun with. And, and that's, that's what, what, that's what we're trying to do. So, the cha the challenge is um, for us is just keep thinking young, keep listening to the audience, and not worry about the other guys, because over time we're going to show exactly um, you know how this all rolls out. And uh, you know there's there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure because there's a lot of people in the market. There's big companies, big money, um, and we just got to stay true to who we are and what we are, and keep proving out our case every day um in the market and uh and that's what we're going to do and it's a lot you know it's a lot of work but i got to tell you owen it's a lot of fun this is um I, I i wouldn't be in any other business if i if i if i had the choice and uh um i i think it's not only just because it's a big opportunity but be just because um we're so on the right side of how this thing is moving forward that um um, you know, eventually people are going to see that. And, um, and in the meantime, we're just going to be growing the business. Mm. And I mean, I was going to ask about kind of culturally internally, what, whether anything needed to change to, to, in your approach to this, but it sounds like, no, probably I mean, not it's, so much. it's actually the opposite, you know, like we just have to stay true to who we are. We, I just don't want to get, I don't want to get ruined. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just don't want to, I don't want to start to look like the other guys. I, I just want to stay who we are. And, um, and uh you know keep keep being a reflection of the audience what's the what's the three month target for this let's say take us through to the end of the nfl season and um what's what's the long-term goal what, what do you what's your ambition for this um well short term is to you know i think we've announced that we you know we launched in colorado indiana's next um you know i think we're talking about one of our other um access under our our pen deal uh iowa i think is probably sometime early in the new year 
without being specific, there's probably, we're hoping for another two or three that come on. Our year end is August 31st, by the way. So sometime before the end of August, we're hoping, you know, now that we have this multi-state technology, it's a lot easier for us to roll once we have access and the rules are in place. Um, so, so in the short term, the next six, nine, 12 months, um, it's, it's keep rolling out into as many states as possible. Um, the, the, the game plan in, in the future is, is, to, is to keep building great product, rolling out in as many states as we can, getting access into other states, um, and, um, you know, and, 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 and having a, a, just a bigger presence and, and, you know, sort of getting people to know who we are. And from a financial standpoint, you know, um, you know, right now we're listed in Canada and hopefully as things grow, um, you know, maybe things will evolve and develop that we're able to, uh, that, you know, we're able to, you know, penetrate the U.S. market as well. And, and that would be something, you know, hopefully down the road that, that might be, I don't mean penetrate, I'm thinking in terms of, I'm talking in terms of financial markets. So, mm. um, you know, that's uh, big goals, lots of ambition, but um, I am convinced we're going to be there. And at the end of the day, when the dust settles and there's, two or three or four major sports betting companies in North America, two, three, four years out, I'll bet you one of them is going to be us. Okay. Thanks very much, John. Oh, and I appreciate it. Sports Pro Podcast is published by Sports Pro Media. The producer is Ed Dixon.